Peace, love, and blessings, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Spirits and Poetry Podcast and Frequency. I am your host, Jorge Quintana, and this is the first episode in the year of 2022, which is in fact a year in the vibration of the number six. Six is the first perfect number, which is a mathematical term, which means that six is both the sum and the product of its factors. So one plus two plus three and one times two times three both equal six. So this number signifies perfection, completion. It's both harmonious and stable and has a lot to do with responsibility, particularly in domestic affairs. And it's also ruled by the planet Venus. And we'll get into what all this means and how this ties into your life towards the end of the episode. But if you like where this season is going and you want to, you know, give me a little New Year's gift, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow the podcast on Instagram at the Spirits and Poetry. But this is episode 7, Humanity and the Oral Tradition. We've been talking a lot about poetry and ways of writing it, reviewing it, revising, but we really haven't gotten to its origin or why you or I or anyone for that matter would choose to write and perform poetry. So what is the origin of this art form? That's where I want to start today. And we actually don't have an exact date to point to to say this is when poetry started. In fact, according to the Princeton Encyclopedia of Poetry and Poetics, poetry as an oral art form most likely predates written text. The earliest poetry is believed to have been recited or sung and employed in ways of remembering history, genealogy, or law. Norbert Francis says in Bilingual and Multicultural Perspectives on Poetry, Music, and Narrative that the earliest forms of poetry were really just hymns and chants. All this to say, that poetry's origin is that of the oral tradition, meaning the way we humans have communicated and preserved knowledge, ideas, history, and art. Homer's Iliad and Odyssey are perfect examples of epic poems that were passed down orally before they were ever even written down. That's right, people memorized the whole story from start to finish, and this is actually why the Iliad is written in dactylic hexameter, which is a very specific meter in epic poetry that helps with memorization. But it's not just art that was preserved orally. Creation stories have been passed down for generations. Many indigenous peoples across the globe have their own versions of human creation. I heard one from Sac State professor Annette Reed, who's part of the Talawadani peoples, and she actually shared part of the story which took up the whole class period, and this was only just a small fraction of the origin story of the Talawadani people. When these stories are told, they take days, sometimes even weeks, to be fully orated by the orders, which memorizes. These are people that commit these stories to memory. Before technology and writing utensils, entire villages would rely on these orators to preserve their people's history. So when I talk about the power of the word, I'm not just talking about the word as universal vibration. I'm talking about the way we can connect with every single human being. I'm talking about the human being's history, the true history. The word is precious and powerful. Like when George Lucas's Star Wars talked about the Force, it was talking about the invisible, ever-present energy that connects all of us. This, this is what the Taoists talk about when they're, they're, when they're writing about the Tao. This is what the Hermeticist calls the All. This is what Naruto hones, the, 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 the chakra energy, what, what folks call the Akasha, the ever-present life force around us. 
in the Odyssey, when Odysseus orders his men to bind him to the mast of his ship so that he can listen to the sweet song of the sirens without being lured to his death, Homer is talking about the power of seduction in the physical world where one can be ruled by desires. This is the same thing that Lord Byron talks about in his epic poem, Don Juan, which is about a young man who was easily seduced by women, which at one point ends him up enslaved in the Aegean Sea, which is where Homer says sirens once lived. And compare that to the way that men are now addicted to porn and the way they lose their vitality and their money to websites and cam girls. I mean, I just watched Spider-Man No Way Home. No spoilers, by the way. Fantastic movie, but what's a popular line associated with Spider-Man? With great power comes great responsibility. The point of Spider-Man is to show that no matter how powerful or weak we are, we are responsible for our actions. We are all responsible for our own actions. This is the same sentiment echoed in the story of the rabbit and the turtle. Like Peter Parker, the rabbit possesses a special power, right? His speed. But when it comes down to this race with the turtle, he slacks off. And, and in this story, the rabbit loses the race. In Spider-Man, his pettiness causes Uncle Ben to be murdered. In both of these stories, the characters learn that their failures are their fault. And the only way they can right their wrongs is to accept responsibility for their powers and their actions. And my, my apologies for going on this, on this ramp, but I, I just wanted to emphasize every story is connected. So, so why write poetry? Well, when you're writing poetry, you're not just getting the opportunity to share a story. You're also getting the opportunity to share a lesson, to pass on history and knowledge. And if you decide to share your writing with the world, that's exactly what you're doing. Because only you possess this unique perspective through which you see the world. Only you can write this very specific story. Isn't that amazing? And if you're having trouble getting out of the, Ah, oh, but my writing sucks mindset. Well, you're definitely not alone. I've been writing poetry rec recreationally, professionally, competitively for 17 years now. And I still have my doubts over my writing ability. But the written word, the oral story, is, is how we keep our humanity and our history going. And there's always going to be a place for storytelling. There will always be someone looking for a character to relate to. We are human and we will always be seeking connection. So writers, we are important. If you've been thinking about writing, you are important. Write that story. Write that poem down. It's needed. and I. Hey, if you're someone that just wants to write and not share, that's completely beautiful too. But there's something powerful about tuning into this ancient art form. The importance of, of writing, of music, the way, like, like I've been emphasizing, preserving history. Because history passed down is history that will always be safe, preserved as is. We live in a country where, where, where events and perspective is always changed. In 200 years, whoever the leading government authority, they're going to have a say in how they portray how this pandemic occurred. I went to high school where I, I learned American history approved by the federal government. I didn't learn everything as it happened. I learned everything as the government wanted me to see it. 
And this is the case all around the world. History as it happens is not always history as it is remembered. Things are always changing. Books are always rewritten. The Bible has been changed who knows how many times. So even something like you writing down an experience you had with, with, your, with your parents or with a sibling, with a friend or a lover, it's, it's important so that someone 300 years from now can see this is how people loved. This is how we as humans have, have, have evolved in the way we communicate with one another. So we have this, this, this responsibility as writers to, to, to convey, to, to create, to portray, describe. So this is your challenge to, to, to take your writing and, and, and realize that, hey, this is a very serious matter and you possess the qualities to excel. So getting back to what all of this has to do with the number six we talked about earlier, the number six, the, the number, the perfect number that has to do with uh, domestic responsibilities ruled by Venus. Well, we are in a time of Venus retrograde until January 29th, so this is the perfect time to check in with ourselves about how we love, about what makes us feel alive, about what we're passionate about, and about our home life. This podcast season's goal has been to provide a structured and organic teaching method on how to write poetry, the importance of it, but during this retrograde, it's also the perfect time to ask ourselves if we're willing to make the sacrifices, take the time, muster the discipline to grow as poets, to grow in our respective field, and master what we're attempting to master. For me, this has come in the form of asking myself if I want to continue this podcast after season three. And if you're listening, I am so thankful for you, especially like I just got my logistics for the the podcast for the year of 2021. I don't know who the 40 of y'all listening in in North Little Rock, Arkansas, but big shout out to y'all. That is so it's so interesting to 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 see that you know I'm the Sacramento dude, and there's people from Arkansas listening. But anyway, getting back to to, to what we're talking about, it's like. I'm so thankful for you as listeners, but at the same time, I like find myself recognizing that I'm putting all this effort in this project and my listenership doesn't meet the expectations I've set out for myself. This has always been a passion project and and there was a part of me that fantasized about becoming the spiritual teacher guru with a wide listenership across all platforms and and during this time I I even find myself procrastinating on episodes and and just wanting the season to be over with. And isn't this what it always comes down to? Our expectations Wanting to reach a goal but not wanting the blood, sweat and tears that push you to get you to that goal. Me complaining about listenership, but me also not putting in the effort into social media engagement for my podcast to grow the platform. And, And maybe you can see this parallel in your own life. And in fact, if you're listening up until this point, chances are that you're going through the exact same thing as me regarding something in your life. You might be struggling between who you are and who you pressure yourself to be, what you want to do versus what you feel like you need to do. You know, we, we may have started a new calendar year, but it's still winter. It's still this time of death, of release, of decay. It's still Venus retrograde, a time to go back to the drawing board regarding relationships, creative projects, and financial endeavors. So we have this time, and it's important that we use this time to rest, to relax, to check in with ourselves for a moment and just ask, how am I doing? 
What would I like to do today, this week, this month, this year? And, and will it make me happy? Am I happy? And, and always remember, you are on the right path. Uh, for me, one of the biggest messages that, that have been coming up is, is, is faith faith in the path that I'm walking. I've also been working on the sacral chakra, right? Very Venus oriented and putting emphasis on being in flow with life. And during this time, one of the things that I've learned is that there's a difference between allowing life to be and allowing life to happen. I think that there are people who would say, oh, just you just got to let life happen to you, right? If something happens, just let it be and accept it. But during this time, what I'm realizing is, no, you don't have to just accept it. You can do your best to change it. Do your best to change what's happening. And if at the end it doesn't, then you can accept it. My friend Kellen said, you know, I'm going to do my very best to achieve this goal. And if in the end, after all my effort, it's not going to happen, then I can accept it. But until that point, I still have the opportunity to put in all my effort to this one goal. And for me, I've also been learning that. So where whatever you find yourself struggling in, it's not going to just randomly go away because it's a new calendar year during this winter, during this Venus retrograde. Lean into those frustrations. Lean into these emotions. I heard this quote. Um, I've been listening to this workout motivation. And, and this guy was talking about using emotion and logic together to push yourself. He, he said that there's going to be times where you're just wanna, going to want to just sit there and cry and just be so frustrated. And you got to use logic in those moments to find that next step to be like, hey, we just got to keep pushing. And he said there's going to be other times where it's going to be, there's going to make no logical sense for you to keep going. And, and that's when you got to use your frustration, your anger, whatever you feel inside to just push you through that finish line. We're also going through another potential, you know, pandemic scare with this new variant, right? Maybe things potentially shutting down again. And, and it's going to feel like after all this effort, right, maybe you got vaccinated or maybe your loved ones did. Maybe you, you've been doing all you could to take care of yourself and, and maybe things were opening up again and you started building up, you know, cultivating that hope that things were going to go back or at least somewhat back to, to this open world. And now a lot of those things are being shut down. The message is that it's not time yet. We are still in time of, of taking care of our foundation. And this Venus retrograde just shows that. Don't rush into anything. Don't, don't rush into a job. Don't rush into a relationship. Take, take time to just tune in. You are on the right path. And there's something beautiful to realize that no matter what steps you take, no matter what path, what journey, no matter how fast or slow you go, if you were always coming in with the mindset, I will do the best that I can, you're going to get to where you want to go. But you make the decisions. And it's all your responsibility. But that's your superpower. Getting up every day, being you. I, I just want to take this moment to just let you know that I love you. I care about you, listener, wherever you are, whether you're in North Little Rock, Arkansas, or somewhere else. I, I, I send you my love. I hope you can feel it to you. Just this, this radiance of, of just love and support because you are not alone. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. Episode number eight, Human Destiny and Evolution, will be out in two weeks. And rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Instagram at The Spirits and Poetry. Till next time, much love.